You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Inside the Man Box. I am Rick Fry. And we are brought to you by Oneness Ministries, grace-based, hope-filled, spirit-led counseling, teaching, training, and life coaching. To learn more about us, go to our website at onenessministries.org. Also, Marshall Fence, the premier residential and commercial fence company in the Oklahoma City metro area. Contact them at 405-691-1191 or visit their website, marshallfence.com. I have, a, I think, a fun guest today, um, Chris Porter. Welcome, Chris. I like how you said, I think, Rick. It is true. You were thinking, and that is very conflicting, <laughs> whether I'm going to be fun or not. Um, I always say, and I, I always say, I'm excited about my guest today. And I'm excited about all my guests, but I don't know that I need to say it all the time. Right. So I'm trying to, trying to change my intro to who my guest is. Um, I don't. I think we've only known each other a really short period of time. Right. There was a time some years ago where you and I met at Scope Ministries. Right. And then we met up again at this um, um, pod shop that Jeremy Griffith for, put on at Stream Grace Network. It was a great. It was a great, great time. So tell us about yourself, Chris. Ooh, well, um, so the long, short story, um, I was born under a rock. Really? Yes. That must have been uncomfortable. Yes, it was. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, that's why I have a strong back. <laughs> Holding up the rock. No, really, I, I was born uh, in South OKC uh, to uh, two great, great parents, mm-hmm. um, I actually uh, was hung, uh, there's like a baby wall in Deaconess Hospital, which is now in Tegris, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if they still have this wall, but it was the miracle wall. I actually was on that wall with, you know, a handful of other babies. I actually was born a month earlier, died for five minutes. What? Which, I guess, scientifically, five minutes... Hopefully I don't get annihilated for this one, but <laughs> I think you lose oxygen to the brain. Yeah. There's probably um, no doctors listening to this. Right. <laughs> right. You can say whatever you want. Uh, and when you lose five minutes <laughs> yeah. of oxygen in the brain, you then you if you are revived, typically you have brain damage yeah. and you're maybe a little off. Maybe you might have mental challenges. Um, maybe I do. Maybe <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Well, but you, I, you seem I, really sharp. Uh, right. So I did. I did come back alive uh, through God's mercy and grace. Uh-huh. Um, and my mom almost actually bled to death. Wow! So she had to have a blood transfusion, and um, so that's how my story started. So I started uh, premature, extremely premature, and actually fighting for my life. So I started in the womb kicking. So this is why I love to to box and and do uh, you know certain crazy activities and routines in the gym. Yeah. Because uh, I was born fighting. I was born just to you know fight through and persevere and yep. and so in that uh, I grew up in South Ogasi again and and um, I basically uh, you know grew up in a really you know middle class somewhat of a lower class family that built their way up as the American dream and, and did and my parents were hard workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they um, started out just, you know, I, I watched them struggle and persevere and have five jobs. So they, they instilled in me principles of just 
don't quit keep going and failing more. is more falling to me um and i i stole this from simon sinek he doesn't like the term he says failing falling because falling you can get back up right. failing seems kind of like permanent mm -hmm. uh, so i've i've fallen a lot in my life <laughs> uh i have strong bones i've never been uh i don't think i've ever yeah i've broken my nose as you can tell uh i have a little bit of a large nose <laughs> not really, not really. Uh, but i uh I, I, I grew up in a great family. Uh, I, I grew up playing sports, being competitive. Um, I really wasn't as interested in school. I was, I was a C student. Uh, and, and basically, um, I didn't have anything to lose when I graduated because I graduated with maybe a 2.5. I said that. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, I graduated with an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, my teachers always told my parents, he has so much potential, but he just, he's only interested in what he's interested in. And I think that's where, you know, um, my skill set came, yeah. my curiosity, because mm -hmm. uh, whatever I'm interested in and passionate about, um, I go after it. Full blown, all or nothing, a hundred or zero. You, you know, what, uh, one of the patterns that I've had to deal with my whole life is that is that I, when I become interested, uh, the passion surfaces, I accomplish what I want to, and then I go, okay, what's next? Right. And I get accused a lot of not finishing what I start. But what has happened, and I'm, I think I'm hearing you say this, exactly. is that I accomplished what I set out to do, right. and now I need something else. 100%. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I just think that's... I, I don't think that's all, all that uncommon, especially in, in guys and people. I was a poor student in, in school, but I had, my mentality was, why are you making me do this boring crap? There's so much more that we could be doing. Right. Yep. So anyway, I interrupted you. No, it's fine. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to, and a lot of people don't understand that, that yeah. mindset. Oh, you, you start something, but I completed what I wanted, mm -hmm. but that's not what everybody else thought. But I, you know, I, I've learned and, and my dad really instilled this in me. You know, you only care what God thinks. Who cares what everybody else thinks? Who and it's cares? none of your business anyways. Right. Uh, so, and, and I think if you're doing stuff right in life, mm -hmm. you have critics. Sure. And you're not a you're not always an agreeable person. I know personalities there's agreeable, and there's non-agreeable, but I also think there is an open mind, right. and respecting. And I think that of course this off uh, going off the cuff, but like in a tangent. But you know that's where our society is. It doesn't matter where you stand, politically, uh, even in religion. People get so heated over those subjects, even down to the the vaccine now. Yeah, it, it's 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 something that. You just have an open mind, and even if I disagree with you, I can still respect you. Yeah, exactly. But you know who suffers the most from this sort of personality is the women we married. And I say that in past tense because I've, I'm on my third marriage. But, and the other two did not understand who I was. And so I was, I came across to them as um, never finishing what I start. I am not a nine to five guy. Yes. I am not, it, I'm, no. if you want a widget made, I can design it, but I'm not gonna make a hundred thousand of them for you. 
<laughs> I can come up with a widget, but right. I just can't make them. I just right. can't stand there and make them. Because I, I just, I, that's like death to me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So, all that to say, the poor women that married us, I don't I don't know what your marital status is, but I know that I kind of made them crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, the risk uh, entrepreneur mindset, uh, very few understand, which I get in the aspect of this perspective-wise. Uh, I've grown in that in the, in the past year, just being... Uh, just looking at both sides of the story, you know, for somebody looking at an entrepreneur or a risk taker or not a nine to five or many different names, um, it's kind of a thing to where it's, it's crazy looking. I'm sure sometimes an entrepreneur's life looks like a circus mm -hmm. or a very volatile stock. <laughs> or it, uh, the word the word that came to my mind when you said that was chaotic. Chaotic chaos, yeah. Yeah, it looks like I live in chaos, but I do not. Right. I know uh, my thoughts are are pretty well organized, but they my thoughts come faster than I can express them. Right. And uh, that caused that looks like chaos. Right. So, I had a thought. Oh, failure. You were talking about failure. I don't believe in failure. I believe in opportunities. Oh, huge. Yeah. What I did not, what I was not able to accomplish is an opportunity to learn that I don't want to go that way. I want to go this way. Right. So there's no failures. There's only, that didn't work. Let's do this. That's a growth mindset. Yeah. hundred percent. I was talking to somebody this morning about growth mindset. It's, it's, it's like the, uh, it, there's autonomous mindsets and then there's growth mindsets. Autonomous mindsets are probably make up of the majority of our population, um, you clock in, you clock out, mm -hmm. you look forward to the weekends, you plan a vacation, you look, that gives you something to look forward to. You binge watch Netflix or Amazon Prime, um, and you know you just go about your life. And then, and then, and this is controversial, but you look forward to it, retirement. Yeah. And I just, I'm not, I'm not with that. I, so, I have no intention of retirement. No. Growth mindsets are. When I stop, I'm I'm dead. Dead, bury me. That's it. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, uh, and I think that uh, I've, that's I've a, graduated to the next life, and I want to see what they have for me. Right, right. As as Jocko Willenick says, uh, discipline equals freedom, yeah. uh, and it's it's the true statement. I mean, you wake up every day; it's like it's your last day, but you you create these disciplines in your life to to move you forward in growth. Pain equals growth. Mm -hmm. And I and 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 sometimes I think some people say that sounds morbid. So you seek pain. I don't seek pain. You're gonna get pain. It comes. It's life. It's life. Storms come. Yeah. They go. They're coming again. Embrace them. Um, you made me think of something else that God uses contrasts. Um, pain. You can't know um, what the opposite of pain is, which I guess is freedom or. Um, I don't know, but you can't, you can't experience light if you haven't been in a little darkness. Right. You don't understand light if you haven't been in darkness. You don't understand um, success unless you've, um, we'll use the word failed, but, but unless you've not accomplished something because of circumstances. Right. I don't blame circumstances. I use them, and, but it, they redirect me. Right. It's so, like, are you living or are you existing? Yeah. 
Yes. And and, and that's why I I think one of the things in in the, the 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 thing I think about every day, the three things I r- rule my life on are number one, one to three, one being the most important is your your spiritual mental person those are the same thing mm-hmm. and then two your physical person and three your financial person but everybody has that backwards and i've been there before where your first is your financial sure. person but if your mental and spiritual person fall apart and your physical person fall, falls apart your financial person's going to fall apart yeah. and it's it's a domino effect so when i wake up every day discipline equals freedom 4 a.m i go straight to to learning growing reading mm-hmm. writing uh meditating um thinking and then i and then i do my physical person mm-hmm. um and then i'm prepared for my financial person right um and i think that everything is connected i don't believe in coincidences in life i think that everything is connected there's right. there's events um compound interest effect whatever you do every day it, it, it compiles to an actual event, a big event. Mm-hmm. And that event could be completely horrible or com- it can be completely glorious. Um, but I think that that's something that everybody is doing it. Everybody is an author. You are a writer of your own life. Mm-hmm. Now, the source knows what's going to happen in the end, but you don't. And you're writing it and you have a free will to do that. You choose. You have the freedom. To and that's that. and that's a beautiful thing. And yeah. I think people are, they're taking away their own freedom. We're, we're, we enslave ourselves by first our mindset, then our physical set, and then we suffer financially. I'm thinking about the role religion plays in that, is that it wants to limit how we think. Right. It wants to limit how we act and religion wants us to pay them to tell us those two things right so all of that's tied up into what you just said about the three aspects of your life religion will rob you from that 100 percent. yep and confuse you and confuse you Mm -hmm. because you think you're doing the right things right and but you're losing your freedom right through religion and you know, the political environment that we are involved in right now is very religious. 100%. Very religious, and it's trying to rob us of our freedoms. Right. And I'm not a political person. I just Neither am able I. to see this stuff. Right. I believe God's in control, and God's going to do whatever God's going to do. Right. And I get to enjoy the ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ringside seat. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Rick, I'm going to go back to your question. Um, so the okay. original, original question, so we can, so I, I don't want to leave the, the audience thinking, okay, he stopped at, he was a C student. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I grew up and, and I watched my uh, parents persevere because I, I think that, you know, there's power in testimony and story. And, and, and I think, you know, I'm at my time in my life where, you know, God said, tell your story. That's powerful. Um, and so I've experienced a lot of pain and, and I've watched a lot of suffering in my life. And my, you know, I've watched my, um, you know, my parents go through, uh, five, I think my mom had five miscarriages, wow. one, one, one pretty much stillborn. Uh, so I have a lot of siblings in heaven <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> right. uh, I, I always think man, that would be crazy if I, 
if I had that many alive siblings here, because it would be seven, you know, I have an yeah. older brother and then five younger, that would be, that would be nuts. Um, and then when I was, uh, fifth, well, when I was eight, I had, uh, three of my good friends, which the story was on Oprah. They were murdered by their father. It was on Oprah. It's, I, it's somewhere in the vault. Um, I tell a lot of people, um, this and it freaks them out, but you have to talk about this stuff. And sure. it was when I was eight and it, and it really, it impacted me still at 35 years old, because I think as a child, you know, every person I encounter and this correlates, um, adult they were once a child that mo in an imperfect world, their innocence was contaminated in a microdose or a, a huge dose mm -hmm. way, horrible or small. It doesn't matter. And that's how they're affected as, you know, adults. Yeah. So, um, and I'm cognizant of that myself, um, but they were, you know, they were murdered by their father, uh, which was a deacon at a church that I trusted and they, and the parents were going through a divorce. Um, and so that was very traumatic. And then my other friend, uh, when I was in the fifth grade, he was, his father and his brother, they were all on a canoeing trip and they got struck by lightning. Oh lightning gosh. went in one shoulder in one leg and then my friend it went through his head so and he died he he went into a, a coma um that he was in a coma state for all his life um and then he died probably about six years ago oh. terrible stories wow uh but he yeah he was in a coma for, since for, eighth grade yeah well uh so we were in the fifth grade fifth he was grade. in a coma all all through school did you know had to go through to the other you know the school for uh mentally challenged kids and stuff and then he uh was in a wheelchair and then i read you know that he that he passed away uh, probably about eight years ago wow yeah and then in at 15 and a half um my dad passed away abruptly and but he you when you were 15 and, and a half, almost sixteen. Yeah. Almost sixteen. So the pivotal age to where you know a father is—that's where the father really steps in, right? And you know, and 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 I, and so I had to grow up quick, uh, and I had a, you know, I always say I had the best dad uh, that I could ever ask for at for fifteen and a half years, uh, some of which I don't remember because I was, of course, a sure. baby and stuff. But um, so I went through that experience, uh, and so I, you know. I have a a lot of experience in life that God has really helped me help other people and uh and that go through things and stuff. So pain is uh something that I can handle uh in the aspect of uh experience but um then when I was um 21 I started my own business uh and uh in in and then that's when all the business, good and bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly, came about. Uh, so I've always been a risk taker, and and uh, so I grew up just with a lot of tragedy. So I view tragedy a little different. And sometimes I think I'm a little harsh with people that don't understand uh, because they're like, you know, why do you operate a certain way? Why do you take so much risk? Why do you... Um, why are you, why do you think like that? Cause I think a lot differently. Well, it's experiences since I was a kid, you have to grow up really quick without a dad. Um, you know, you have decisions to make 
And so you can either take the, the good road or the bad road and that sink or swim. You're either, you know, a lot of people that lose their dad early, especially men, they go to jail, mm -hmm. they go to prison. Mm -hmm. They do bad things. Uh, and so, um, you or know, stupid things. Yeah, stupid things. Oh, uh, but I uh, I chose a different path, uh, a, an entrepreneurial path, and and you know my dad always said, "Son, I don't want you to be a part of a bureaucracy. That's stressful. That kills you." And obviously, I think it kind of did him in because uh, he he died. He passed away in his company truck on the side of the highway. Wow. Um, wow. His uh, his mom, my my grandmother at the time, actually was in a van. That morning, seeing his truck, because his truck's very distinctive, it, had distinct, it was an og truck, had distinctive markings on it, had limo, like almost limo tent, so you couldn't see. She goes, oh, that's my son, pull off the side of the road. She had no clue. He was slumped over on the wheel. A guy drove by that morning, seen it, and thought, man, that truck looks funny. Drove back by, you know, the, the other side of the highway, coming, going home. And he called 911 and said, I've seen this truck there this morning. It looks like it's running. It's still on. It's, it looks like it's butted up sideways against the highway. I'm just calling to see uh, if there's somebody in there. And so the highway patrol broke the window and seeing he was deceased, slumped over on his wheel. Um, and uh, I remember I was at church and uh, my um, my girlfriend's mom at the time tapped me on the shoulder and said your dad's been in a bad accident I was and you need to you know get home um so I I remember I flew home because I had my permit mm -hmm. so you can drive a certain distance mm -hmm. uh I can't believe I'm that old <laughs> <laughs> uh but um and I I mean I went a hundred I flew past cops but then I thought I seen a hundred missed calls over a hundred missed calls 25 voicemails the first one I listened to it was my brother's voice and you could tell he'd been crying and I just knew something's not right and why am I why am I not going to a hospital if my dad's been involved in an accident so I pulled up to my house never forget everything went in slow motion from there um, there was six or seven highway patrol cars walked in these troopers were all around went into the living room they were just staring at me and one of them said, I'm sorry, Chris, but your dad's deceased. We found him in his truck and went, walked in the living room. And, and uh, I remember seeing my brother in my mom's face, white as a ghost, mm. just nothing. Um, and that's when just everything went in slow motion. Um, but and I and I it's amazing how the memory can just go back to, you know, that you can just you can feel it. You never forget those. But the positive is you never forget. You always know who your true friends are or the first people that are there that they don't say anything. They just are there. They, and they know. And I'll never forget those people. Ever. I can name them. I'm indebted to them. Yeah. So, at 15 and a half, you lost your point of reference. Right. Um. Do you feel like you've gained it back? hundred percent. You know, the, the morning my dad passed away, he always prayed for me and my brother. Mm -hmm. He would put his um, hand on each one of our doors because our doors were right next to each other and he would pray for us. And he opened up my door and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to be late for school. And he's like, oh, no, no, it's cool. I was just looking at you. Wow. That was the last time that I, he prayed that day. 
it left an impact. So I think that in that moment, uh, my point of reference, he pointed me to my real point of reference, and that's the Heavenly Father, the ultimate Father. So, um, and, you know, in that, in that instance, you know, at 15 and a half, that's who I turned to. Not, and, and, and I went through my prodigal stages sure. where I wandered away, sure. uh, but I always knew because, you know, my parents trained me the way I should go, and I, I wandered away, but I didn't depart from it completely because I, I went back. I came to my senses. I think, I think you say, you used the word, they trained me. I think they anchored you. Yeah, 100%. That's a great word. Yeah, I think they anchored you to the truth about who, um, what your point of reference really is. Right. And not many people get that. Right, I mean, we all we all love God, and we all, um, all. My audience is, they know that this is a um, that I'm a believer, and I love God, and and my my life, uh, He is my life, um, but He's also my point of reference because I right. lost my father early through divorce, um, and I I did a lot of stupid things too. Right, because I did. I was I was so young that I didn't get the, I didn't get the anchor. I didn't. I didn't have parents that prayed for me. Right. I had parents that they they loved me, but they didn't. They didn't know how to anchor me like your dad did for you. Right. Huge, huge. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know my I've watched my mom uh just persevere. Probably one of the toughest women I've ever met. You know, I know your mother. Yes, she is. She, she's tough as nails. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would not want to ca- be in a dark alley with her. <laughs> she, no, she, she's great. She's, uh, she is the, she's very inspiring if you watch her, uh, cause she's been through some, some battles, but she's never quit. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, uh, something that my parents have instilled in me. So, you know, the, the trainers in one of the gyms I work at, they're like, you just work out like crazy. And I love it because it's it's something instilled in me that you give everything you do, you're all hundred or nothing. I I don't know if this is true, and I know it's true about me is that I'm ADD, so I need the challenge and the excitement, and um, like we talked earlier, it's that challenge, it's that adrenaline rush that motivates me. Now, I don't look like it anymore, but I used to be a runner, and there is a real effect that's called the runner's high. Oh, 100%. I know. Uh, I and, got that yesterday. And when, I, and when I got it, you're unstoppable. Right. And Which is not true, but but you feel unstoppable. It's a gift. It's a gift. My goodness. I call fun. it the God-given high, yeah. the, the ride high. Yeah. Uh, it's it's addicting. Yeah, it's, uh, I, uh, I I wrote uh, a little bit this morning, and I one of the thoughts is, you know, I'm just such an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I uh, I actually posted a uh, picture on social media of me. I had a like a a, a a pod that held my phone, and I set I set it behind me, and I looked. Uh, I was in, in on. In Colorado, somewhere in Colorado, um, and I was um, about ten thousand, between about ten thousand feet and twelve thousand feet up in the the air, and it, it's this 
mountain where people actually sat at the bob and watched people, crazy people like me, climb up it. And there was actually trail runners behind me that I didn't see. And they told me, dude, you hauled butt. And I was like, <laughs> did you see me almost fall? I mean, I, I, I was bleeding. Yeah. I, like, I almost fell. I cracked my phone. Um, and I just, I laid there like flat. Nobody, I was a speck at that time. I was probably like 7,000 feet up. Literally, I almost fell like to my death. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I would want to live that fall if I would have felt so. Yep. But then I, I went back up and, and when I got up there, it was just different, different air, different, uh, feeling, even plane sounded different and <laughs> yeah. That's a rare opportunity. The view. So in that in that post, I put I I the the picture is on my laptop too. It's my screensaver, and it reminds me that's where a new chapter started in my life. But I didn't know that, and it was a horrible. That's when essentially my last marriage ended, uh, and I didn't know that at the time. But it was a uh, new chapter. Um, it was. I don't know, a beautiful, a beautiful moment. I look at that picture and I'm like, wow, since then, a year later, I've grown and, and done some crazy cool things. I've been to some crazy cool places. That was just a year ago? Just a year ago. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back there and hike it, hike up or run up it again. (laughs) I, Probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you could you could sit at the bottom and watch. I will. I'll put a spotting glass on you. Right? <laughs> yeah, because apparently I look like a tick or a flea going up there. After a while, I don't yeah. even think anybody could see me. Yeah. So what's next for you? Oh, you've, you're you're. Uh, this is going to be controversial. So, and you correct me if I'm wrong. God set you free from a marriage that was keeping you from, I think he does this um, for the purpose that he has for you, that something in that relationship was holding you back. And I think he sets us free from those. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree. So what did, what did, what do you, what do you now have the freedom to do? Be me. Um, I, you know, I learned so much and I don't take it back yeah. and it was a shell shock being in an eight year relation relationship in a six year marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I wasn't me. I, I somehow lost myself and I blame that on myself. Mm-hmm. I take extreme ownership in that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's me. That's a hundred percent me. I, I, uh, comfort is the enemy mm-hmm. in my book and, and comfort created that sense of loss of myself. Um, and I, I, I detest morbid as it sounds. I love pain and detest comfort because comfort is, you know, my dad always say, son, an idle mind will kill you. It's the devil's playground. And we have a lot of people sitting around right now, which is really, really scary. Um, you, you got it. You've got to move. Uh, the seasons change. The time doesn't stop. And, uh, and so I think I thought like a lot of people, the time stopped. No, it doesn't. You're not getting any younger. And and comfort just took over. And I think in comfort you lose yourself. You lose your authenticity. You um you live on social media's highlight reels. And I and I and I've never been a big fan of social media, but it's the biggest stage on the planet. But it also is the biggest curse on the planet because people get on there and and, and I guess psychologists have said 
that the the reason one of the reasons depression is so high is because of social media people are scrolling on their phones looking at highlight reels comparing their life to everybody else not actually living their life thinking that they're watching somebody else live their life but they're actually watching someone else just as fake their life through mm-hmm. um and i and i posted and, and i don't think a lot of people were a big fan of this but it was a couple months ago how you know social media is it's it's of course it's fake it's not real it's not real life there is some real stuff on there Mm -hmm. um but people are not they're not doing anything i don't even know the the exact post of what i put but um it, it wasn't it was you know highlight reels we've all heard that on social media um but if if people would just start living and start being themselves um they wouldn't find a need to compare their life to anybody else. That that that's that's one of the top three things of people's faltering mentalities mm-hmm. is they're just comparing their life. You're not them. You're not Bill Gates' son, or if he has a son, you you weren't born in a rich family. You were born where you were born. You are you, and that's freedom. Yeah. And we enslave ourselves by saying, well, you know, if my dad was Warren Buffett, I'd be okay. Or if uh, if my if I look like that, or if I was that tall, or if I was if I had more hair, uh, you know, uh, you know that's that's something that uh, be you. I always tell you know I'm, I'm dating now, and uh, that unfortunately kind of went south. I dated a girl for a month, and we kind of broke up. Actually, yesterday. <laughs> Can you kind of break up? Or okay, you? <laughs> yeah, we, uh, you know, uh, but great girl. Yeah. Uh, but you know, um, I don't know. I, I, it just didn't work. But in the aspect of, I tell everybody, you know, in, in friends and relationships, be you. Yeah. That's all I ask. Just be you. On that note, we're going to take a quick break and listen to Jeremy Griffin. In a not-so-stable world, it is crucial to amplify the right message. At the Stream Grace Network, our goal is to do just that. We are adding to our stable of podcasters every month, and we are growing. This is where you come in. We want to share in that growth. If you are a small business owner looking to grow your business, we'd love it if you'd consider allowing one of our podcasters to endorse you, your products, or services. The best part? is that endorsement will never stop running in any episode it is a part of, ever. This is a unique and rare benefit in digital advertising. We want everything we do to be uplifting and to encourage positive growth. And we'd love to partner with you. For more information, visit us online at StreamGrace.com or email us at support at StreamGrace.com. God bless. Okay, we're back. Talking with Chris Porter and it's a fascinating conversation. And the last thing you said was be you. Be you. Yep. And I want to talk some more about that. You mentioned um, the word comfort that uh, we try to find we try to find ourselves in comfort. I don't think that's possible. Right. I think that the the, the idea of sin is not behavior, 
it's not wrong thoughts, it's not wrong activity. The idea of sin is being distracted so that you can't hear what God's saying to us. As right. long as the enemy can keep us distracted or comfortable, right, then we stop listening to who God says we are. And so the freedom we experience is the freedom to hear God. And I think comfort is a major distraction. And you're absolutely right about social media. Social media is the most distracting thing that's ever been um, invented on this planet. My ever will be. <laughs> ever will be, yeah, yeah. Right. Because people are drawing their identity from what other people say on social media, not only about themselves, but about me. Um, and I cannot experience freedom when I believe or compare myself to what other people are saying or doing. Right. Which is what you just said. Right. Yep. Uh, trolls, you know, and uh, when when you are doing a, I'm sure a podcast, you get you get uh, comments. Uh, when you post, you get comments. You get DMs that are nasty. Um, I like that yeah. because that tells me I'm doing something right. Yes. If if somebody disagrees with me, I said something to make them think, and that's what that's what I want to achieve. I don't care about uh, highlight reels. I care about making people think. Yeah improving people, ga gaining more and more growth mindset friends and transforming people into the growth mindset mm -hmm. person that they were intended to be. Be you, growth mindset. Being you is believing um, what God says about you more than you believe than what you think about yourself. Right. I am, I have the freedom to be me because I believe God's truth about me. Right. I am fully and totally loved and accepted by God. That makes me whole. It makes you whole. Makes right. us whole. Right. Yep. Contentment. Con that that's where uh, growth mindset. When when you when you strive every day to be become a better version of yourself, mm -hmm. as many gurus and leaders have said, um, you become content, and that's such a great feeling. It doesn't matter. You know, to me. Uh, Less is more. Craig Groeschel said that yeah. uh, in one of his messages. Uh, and I 100% agree with that. Less is more. So, uh, you know, I adopted about four, four or five years ago, minimalist. I don't have many things. I got rid of everything. Mm -hmm. And it was the most freeing thing I ever did um, because I have time to actually grow. Um, but if, 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 you, if you, you either have two options in life, you can get a lot of things. And I'm not, you know, criticizing that, but you have to take care of those things. And then that stills your time that you have to grow. And growth brings experience and experiences, you, they live forever. Brings hope. Experiences hope. bring hope. Yep. Right. You know, you talk about less is more. Um, having stuff not only is a distraction, but it's really expensive. Right. And one of the things that's killing this country, killing the middle class is debt. Right. Um, if you can get yourself um, in a place where you don't have debt. Right. And then that truly is freedom. Right. Because I don't want to owe you anything. I want this relationship to be 
built on a common denominator, which is Christ. Right. And therein is the freedom to live life, the freedom to be me. Right. It's what, it's, which is exactly what you just said, too. So good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me too. So to go back to your question on, on, on what's next, I look at every day as an adventure. Uh, you know, the unknown to me is, is a beautiful thing. So I, you know, I, I look, I always hear, um, uh, all kinds of people, uh, say this, uh, I've heard, uh, to, to billionaires, uh, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, to, 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 to leaders, uh, John Maxwell, uh, to, to past leaders, Winston Churchill, um, Martin Luther King, all these people say, um, I didn't know I would be here because life is an adventure. Um, and the unknown is bliss in my opinion, because, um, so to answer your question, where I'm going to be, where I'm going, it's going to be a good place because it's going to be a place of growth. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have, I have targets. Uh, I don't, I don't have goals. Okay. I've just lost everybody. He doesn't have any goals. I have targets, uh, because targets are, what's my next target? Uh, goals are, and, and, uh, well, um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. You know, I have to, and there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I always put, I guess, replace goals with targets. Um, so I have targets to hit, um, you know, mentally, spiritually, uh, physically, uh, and I, and, and financially, but I, I want to go to this every month. Um, I rate myself in the, in the order of spiritual person. Mm -hmm. I've already, I've already talked about this, mm -hmm. um, physical person and financial person. I sat down at the end of the month and I rate myself one to 10, 10 being the best one being the worst. Um, I'm never going to be a 10 in any of the categories cause that's perfection, but I could get a 9.5. Um, and, and if like this month or this last month I was lower, I went down a point mentally and spiritually mm -hmm. distractions. Um, I went, uh, down a point and physically, believe it or not, the people that know me really, you're out in the running six miles in hundred degree heat. You went down physically. Well, I actually tore, uh, my fascia, uh, I, I thought I had a hernia in my abs, mm -hmm. but it, it's now it's healed. I, I got healed quick. Uh, and, uh, so I went down there and then financially I, I went up because I took a, a great opportunity that is almost seems unreal that I get to travel around to businesses and, uh, and talk to people, all kinds of people in all kinds of businesses wow. all over. I was in, um, Enid yesterday and, and, uh, talk to some really cool people. Um, and so the, the, the opportunity when I'm doing the number one thing I'm doing, cause I do things in threes, the Trinity, you, you're, the, I, everybody's like the threes. Why, why do you do everything in threes? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's a great number. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I get to travel around and there's so many opportunities in, in what I'm doing. I, I'm fortunate. And then the, you know, the, the second thing I'm doing is starting a podcast. And then the third thing, um, I'm still, uh, in investing and trading in the, in the, the boring stock market. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, that's, uh, those are the three things I'm doing right now. 
Um, but um, rating wise, I do that every month, and I I encourage everybody. You know, talk about it on future podcasts. Everybody should do it uh, because that's 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 where the growth starts. Mm-hmm. Where am I at in the three areas of life that literally could destroy me? Am- yep. Well, you made me think of two things. This I love talking to you because you caused my um, head to move. You mentioned targets. A lot of us don't understand targets, but we understand triggers. Right. <laughs> the target is the goal. The trigger is what causes distraction. And we live from trigger point to trigger point, especially people. And this was my my area of uh, addiction was pornography. Right. So everything was a trigger that I saw to trigger that me into that addiction instead of looking for the target that was the freedom that I right. already had. Right. Um, that That is a great, a great um, goal is to understand your target. Right. And not be distracted by the triggers. 100%. The other thing you said that I kind of disagree, you said, I'll never be a 10. Um, I think a 10 is our reality. Okay. Because that's God's perspective. Right. Oh, now, all right. That's good. Yeah. I like that, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> we may never feel like a 10. Right. But God says, you are a 10. I've given you everything you need for life and godliness. Powerful. You are a 10. Right. Now, we're trying to live up to that. And I don't know that, I don't know that what that requires is belief. Right. In order for me to be a 10, I have to believe that I already am one. Right. And I do things and think things that, that keep me at 9.5 or 9.1 or 8.7. Right. But the reality is we are a 10 because God says we are. He right. died. He sent his son to die so that we can experience his glory. Right. 10. Oh yeah, I'm a ten. I think I just went ten foot off my chair in my in my uh, head. I'm a ten. Yes, you are a ten. You, you know, um, and and to to elaborate on the on the three, you know, rating yourself in the three mm-hmm. key areas of life there's that can destroy everybody. That. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there's a why behind those two. Mm-hmm. So I I look at the why. Why did I move up? Why did I move down? Mm-hmm. Or why did I stay the same? Mm-hmm. Cause you can stay the same and you just add them all up. So, so the, my score was a total of 21. Yeah. Um, so I was a 21 last month, but I was a 21 in different areas, more of the top two areas than the bottom area. I want to be higher in the, in the, in the top two areas, spiritual person, mental person, and then physical person, because then I know my, my, uh, financial person will stay up. Um, so, so it was backwards, but I always do the why, and then I do the, the three reasons how I'm going to improve in each topic um, and, or what I'm going to keep doing, what's working. Yeah. So, um, and that's uh, very simple, once a month. Yeah. Should always be evaluating where we are. I love that. As long as we understand that from God's perspective, we're already there. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, right. Uh, and uh, I want... I and I think you and I both agree on this. I want to be the best at what I'm doing when I'm doing it. 100%. I want to be the best. And so I work very hard. I'm very passionate. I was having a discussion with my wife yesterday. We want to they want 
we t- at a staff meeting, they said, let's do a palette and paint and palette and wine thing. And my background is art. I was a professional painter for 20 some years of my life. And so you'd be perfect for that, you know, to to do this paint and palette thing and help people enjoy. There's, we charge them so much to come. Right. And I go, I am so intense when I paint that I suck the fun out of other people wanting to just have fun. Right. Because I'm, I, I, I walk by and I see what people are putting on a canvas and I go, oh my God. Because of how I'm wired to be perfect right. as a painter. Now, do I achieve that perfection? From my perspective, no. But from other people's perspective, people spend a lot of money, have spent a lot of money on my paintings. But they're never perfect. But the goal is to achieve that perfection and to to take my skill that I spent most of my life developing and reducing it to um, a horse and pony show. It <laughs> kills me right. because these people don't care about painting. They care about splashing paint on a canvas and drinking wine. Right. I can't reduce myself to that. Right. <laughs> so we had this long discussion. I had it with my wife. I, I will happily do this if it makes money for Oneness Ministries. Right. But it still is it still causes this conflict in me because of my intensity. Right. For what I do. You know what's funny is that uh, I actually did do a paint and palette. I'm gonna say a week or two weeks ago. Uh-huh. It was a date. It was a double date, and um, it went awry with my painting. Uh, it was nothing like the girl was, you know, the the per, the person that was kind of leading the class. Yeah. Nothing like it was supposed to be, but it was a work of art in my and I felt like uh, <laughs> Picasso. Yeah, I mean, I was in my head. I was like, I'm Picasso. I'm my own. See, and that's that's where I have to adjust my thinking. Is that nobody's? This sounds really arrogant, but none of the people at that table is going to do what I do. Right. They're not going to achieve what I achieve, but they are going to feel like Picasso. Right. Because of their own effort and right. alcohol. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's a great perspective, and I need to adapt that, is right. that it's not about them producing art. It's about them putting something on a surface that they like. Right. Yeah. But it's difficult for me. I love art, but I'm yeah. a ter- I think I'm a terrible artist. You know, probably not um, because you just don't haven't trained developed the skills right. to apply color and to a surface most it's like anybody can learn to play the piano right anybody can learn to play the guitar now how good you are it just depends on how much time you put into it right just like writing yeah it's hard it's really it's really difficult really hard I'm so, learning that right yeah. now. So, uh, I'm I'm I want to get off of that subject, but um, the point. What was the point we were talking? What were we talking about when I started that rant? You you were having a discussion with your yeah. wife. Um. Anyway, how I suck the fun out of and you suck the fun out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was having a discussion with myself to add humor yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> about me deciding to end a relationship. Oh, my. <laughs> that would have been tough. I hit a home run this time. I am, wow. I hit a home run. I have, I'm married to the most incredible person on the planet. 
I used to hate seeing Facebook posts. I married my best friend, and we spent the X number of years together. And I go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have married my best friend. I can awesome. say yeah. that now. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So, did we get to next? Just being you. Just being me, yeah. yeah. Living life to its fullest. Gosh, what if people aren't free to do that? No. It's it's uh it's a 20 that's the real pandemic of 2021. Yeah. Uh it, no everybody's enslaved to themselves in their uh in their their ideas and I I call it uh it's collective thinking. Um, you're not thinking as an individual. You're collectively thinking, and you're and you're enslaving yourself. Um, so collectively thinking to elaborate is what what the news anchor is saying, mm-hmm. what the politician's saying. I'm gonna believe it. I'm gullible, ignorant. That's a that's a very disturbing word, but it's the truth. Ignorance uh, is not bliss, in my opinion. Nope. But um, but but as King Solomon said more wisdom brings or knowledge brings more pain mm-hmm. because you realize what's going on but when pain is your friend then you're free to grow and learn and to do the things you want to do and and be you and think as an individual and have an open mind and you don't actually have to uh join a um a cult or an idea um or uh you know everybody wants to be a part of a group and there's nothing wrong with that but what kind of group are you a part of a growth group or a one-way ticket group to who knows where. Um, you know, a one-way ticket as in you're closed-minded, your way the highway, um, my way is the right way, uh, but there is only one right way. Uh, <laughs> but in, yes. it, in the aspect of, uh, you know, just the worldly stuff, you know, you got to be careful what movement you join. And people are joining the wrong movements left and right, and then they're, you know, stuck at home on the couch with an idle mind, yeah. depressed. And, and you know, to anybody listening, you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be, you know, reach out. One thing I, I, I want to say, and I, I wanted to say this for, for a long time to an audience, is one of the things I've learned in the past year, um, just powerful, one word, vulnerable you got to be vulnerable uh and i think for my life when when i when i felt like intuitively i'm highly intuitive um i felt like my marriage was falling apart i didn't know what to do going to counseling seeking growth like i like i've been for the past 10 years um you know feeling like i'm a failure uh one of the keys that set me free was vulnerable and i the first person i was vulnerable with was my brother and that, and that strengthened our relationship. I mean, a hundredfold. Yes. I I think he was shocked. I remember in a Panera Bread, I was vulnerable with him, and I said, you know, bro, I want to tell you, I know this is going to shock you, but I really think I'm on the cusp of a divorce right now. My marriage is falling apart. And you know, he was shocked, but he was shocked in like a, you know, in a way, uh, and vulnerable begets more vulnerable later on because that person can come back to you and they can be vulnerable about something and then you can help each other grow and that goes back into the growth mindset and getting off your couch you all you have to say to somebody is look i i I need help 
people don't want to they want to they want to tweet and facebook post and instagram all their highlight reels and what they're doing or what they're gonna do but they don't want to be vulnerable now i'm not saying spill all the beans on social media because that's a whole nother group uh but uh in person face to face with somebody that, that you trust family friends mentor counselor you know um be vulnerable uh and 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 you know i remember all he could say is well why which is a phenomenal question why tell me um and um you know i think that i've learned vulnerable is attractive it's not you don't have to be a tough guy all the time or or a tough girl you don't have to think you know everything uh you you just be vulnerable and you can you you will go so far with the right people be vulnerable right I'm thinking. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> thinking. The pause is noted, duly noted. That that's powerful. That is there's powerful. there's power in a pause. Vulnerability creates trust. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. That's the second key word. Trust. Trust. So that's that's a great, great that's a great point. Is that yeah, you gotta be vulnerable because it creates trust. Right. And and we can't live without trust. Right. And that's what social media has created. No trust. Right. Even down to the the uh, the furus. Yes. That stands for fake guru. <laughs> that means I love it. Uh, uh, you know, and this is gonna sound terrible, but you know, if you're 21 out there and you're making 100k a month being fake, good for you. You can fool people, but ah, uh, you know, be real. Yeah. Have you actually experienced that much life in business? Or are you just selling the plan? Yeah. But people buy it, and it's amazing to me. I, I could never live with myself. Uh, but, I mean, I guess if you can fool people, I don't know. More power to you. Not my power, though. <laughs> wow. Good, good point. Good point. We got about two minutes. Um, gosh, this is, hour has gone by fast. Um, you just, I, I really appreciate what you just said. Um, that... Being, was there, was there another part to what you were going to say about being vulnerable? Well, it, you said it. It builds trust. Oh, okay. It builds trust, and and it and it, and it builds a huge quality of a relationship. And you're not fake anymore because you know smart people tend to be they. Sadly to say, smart people get clumped in with people that are just fake, mm -hmm. uh, because fake is not smart. <laughs> oh. it, it might look smart for a while, but when it's exposed, oh, that hurts. Mm -hmm. uh, but but trust is is um, the key to 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 building a, a quality relationship and and a oh, yes. and a authentic yes. relationship. Yes. Gosh, Chris, thank you, thank you for being on. Thank you um, for being vulnerable. Right. <laughs> thank you for speaking the truth to us. You're you you've been a great guest. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, it was it was my pleasure. Hopefully, we'll do it again. Uh, we will. We will. And I can't wait for your podcast to come out. You have a title for it? Yet? Breaking down the walls with Chris Porter. It's coming soon. It it really is coming. I know people are like, oh, but it's coming. Yeah. Is it going to be on Stream Grace Network? Uh, it, yes, it's moving there. Okay. Excellent. Thank you guys for tuning in. Actually, you didn't tune in. Thank you guys for downloading this podcast. Um, we'll see you next time. Subscribe to Rick. Subscribe to Rick. <laughs>